Hey everybody, welcome once again to the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined as always by Matt Morgan and Raj Geary. Tonight we're going to be talking about Survivor Series, everything that happened. Uh, to start with, let's just touch upon it before we hop right into the show. We'll get more to it at the end, but uh, Matt, Raj... Goldberg defeats Brock Lesnar, a man pushing 50 who has not been in the ring in 12 years, came back and defeated the Beast in a short order. Uh, Matt, your initial thoughts about this? Duh. That's my reaction. Guh. Um, unbelievable, like in the literal sense. Um, I didn't find that any of that believable tonight. Um, but they're covering for his, you know, him being out of the ring for so long. Short match, in and out. Yeah, you know, the, it was leaked uh, earlier today, uh, basically, who would be winning. And uh, I remember shaking my head in disbelief, you know, when I, when I saw that. And, uh, and then I figured there'd be something screwy, you know, some way to make Lesnar look, look strong. And then, uh, you know, Lesnar gets his win back down the road. But I wasn't uh, expecting it like this. Uh, so, yeah, we'll get, we'll get to it more uh, more later. But yeah, uh, Bra- uh, for Goldberg, a wrestler who has been called a man of few moves, he displayed all of those moves, and then the match was over. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we'll hop into that, and uh, just want to let everyone know that this episode of the Wrestling Inc. podcast is brought to you by WWE Slam Crate, powered by Loot Crate. Tag into a bi-monthly box for the WWE universe, loaded with exclusive and authentic collectibles, plus apparel that you can't get anywhere else. Save three dollars off your first box at Loot Crate dot com slash wrestling inc when you sign up and use the coupon wrestling inc at checkout that's lootcrate.com slash wrestling inc so let's uh dive into survivor series and the results uh everything that happened uh we opened up with um the women's match and uh i mean just to start with i mean uh, you know, it was, I thought it was very interesting the uh, way that everyone got eliminated. There were some early eliminations that I didn't see coming. And that seemed like that was a theme tonight that a lot of people you thought, uh, you know, that were just very over with the crowd made it out early. Uh, real, quick, with- real quick, Glenn, yeah. did you um, did you miss the pre-show? I did watch the pre-show. Um, I I felt like I missed it though, because it seemed like not much happened. I mean, Kane versus Luke Harper was, uh, something, and I thought the cruiserweight match was, uh, uh, it did not really stand out to me. Did did anything, uh, tickle your fancy with that? I thought the cruiserweight match was fine. Uh, Luke Harper and Kane, it was just time kill, but, uh, I I thought the cruiserweight match was, was, was pretty good. In in, in a lot of ways, I liked it better than, uh, the, than the title match that was on the main card. (laughs) What about you, Matt? Did you watch the pre-show? No. No. Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, it's two hours long, Matt. (laughs) Save two hours. Oh, man. (laughs) And that's the thing tonight. And I think that that's part of the reason why maybe um, I was so shocked by the way that it ended is that when I started watching the pre-show, I was like, okay, we're going to go through this and it's going all the way to 11 p.m. Eastern. So I think everyone was expecting that match. I mean, WWE story time was on the schedule to start at 11 p.m. Eastern. So it was kind of amazing. We're on 1030 p.m. Eastern. It's like, boom copyright 2016 WWE and uh it was all over you know I think that just really changed the momentum especially after that lengthy match that we had before um but starting off so with the women's match uh Matt what were your thoughts on that and then the way it sort of shook out and then that turn on the end with Charlotte and Bailey um I didn't see that as a turn I mean I saw that as well a natural evolution of their storyline yeah exactly what you just worded for word forward right there that's exactly what it was um very good. I, I like the girls' match actually. Um, I thought it. I think anytime there's in-house fighting between two, you know, once you've 
and it, it happened in the men's match as well. And I know it's supposed to be expected, but now it's so passe to, to still do, still be doing that. Um, and you can argue, well, look, there's no real thing for these brands to be fighting for. Why should they team up and, you know, forego their own, you know, beef with so you know who on their own team? Um, I see that point, too. But it's just it looks corny and it, and, and it takes away from the match. You know, they start to suck me in as it's this team versus this team. They blow it with that kind of stuff. And it happened a little bit in there um, as well, you know, toward the end uh, on Team SmackDown. But um, I don't know. I I definitely did not see um, Nia so, Jax, yeah. Nia Jax uh, uh, going out like that. That's for sure. Tapping out? Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's the one way you do not let her leave that match. You have them all stack pin her. Or I don't care what it is. Not that. Raj? Yeah, I thought the, the booking just all night was kind of screwy. I thought Nia Jax being submitted like that was was weird. Charlotte was Charlotte and Kevin Owens were like the two champs that were somewhat protected tonight. Um, and uh, yeah, I thought uh, the Matt, that thing with Nikki Bella at the end, did you think that was just an angle or do you think Nikki really wasn't cleared before the match for, for something? Could be. It very well could be, but then I was thinking to myself, they kept inserting Natty, Natalie, um, Natalia rather, sorry, um, in all like the, 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 the talk show, whatever the hell they're called, talking smack and the other stuff throughout the week as, as their coach, more than someone in that role normally would be. Do you know what I'm saying? So I don't know if that was planned all along or not, but it's going to be obvious that Natalia did it. Yeah, I think my opinion. Yeah, I mean, storyline-wise, that makes sense, but it, it seemed odd that it would be uh, Nikki that would be taken out of the match if you're going to take someone out. You know, it seems like... Because uh, she's Nikki's mm-hmm. already got the program with Carmella, so you could have done with yeah. that with Naomi or, or someone else, and, and, and then you have a, an, another feud going. So to me, it almost seemed like there was some reason why she wasn't able to wrestle tonight. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, she's a star. It would have been one thing if Carmella would have been substituted or Naomi at the last minute. But I mean, Nikki is arguably the most, you know, the biggest name on SmackDown in terms of women's wrestling because of Total Divas and Total Bellas. So it seems a little odd that they would have her be the captain of the team. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, I see it setting up uh, a storyline with Natalia, I think, uh, going forward. But aside from that, it just, yeah, it really seemed odd. So, Rush, to your point, I'll be curious if Ward leaks in the coming days. Well, 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 yeah, I was going to say we'll hear that within an hour and a half, I, I would imagine. After yeah, I think by tomorrow. Interview. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but but uh, Sasha Banks, like, getting eliminated. What was she, uh, the first Raw elimination tonight? Was she? I think so. It was Carmella, and then uh, I think Sasha was the first. Did she eliminate Carmella? Uh, I don't remember the order, Gosh, but I remember it was that. very surprising. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, just I would not have would not have thought that would have been the order they went in. I liked having Bailey get the victory. Um, I think the thing with Charlotte, uh, you know, uh, attacking her after. I mean, yeah, it definitely sets up that okay, maybe Sasha's gonna fade back a little bit. Bailey's gonna have a storyline with Charlotte leading up to uh, Roadblock in December. I mean, mm-hmm. for Bailey, I thought this was all good news because right. she's been very sidelined. You know, right. and uh, I, I'm glad to see some forward momentum with with her coming out of yes. this. Yeah, yeah uh, but, but Sasha was not the first. Just she uh, wasn't the first. No, uh, uh, Alicia Fox. Oh, that's uh, right. And Alexa. Uh, uh, sorry. Um, and then uh, Naomi was eliminated too. Yeah, but they were very fast. Very fast. Those four had right. Yeah, early on. Um, yeah, I mean, I would have thought Sasha would have been one of the last standing. But again, this is great for Bailey. It's great for Bailey to uh, get that call up. Yeah. 
Um, so I thought that was, you know, uh, a good way to start off the show. And uh, we went from that. We had a backstage segment with Ellsworth, Mick Foley, and uh, ending with Braun Strowman, which I thought put a nice little button on their history there at the end. Um, enjoyed that. You know, I actually have to say I, I enjoyed uh, uh, Gallows and Anderson doing something that was comedic, but in a clear sort of bullying role backstage. I thought that suited them better than a lot of the other attempts at comedy that they've been uh, given since coming on uh and after that we yeah had- and, and it fed into what actually happened you know like it, it fed into uh the, the match itself and, and the angle they did with ellsworth and, and braun Strowman later yeah and really I, I have to say overall my opinion of tonight is i really like that this felt like uh, a pay-per-view with the exception of the cruiserweight match which had had the ending which we'll discuss i didn't feel like there was a lot of filler i didn't feel like there was a lot of stuff that sort of went nowhere it felt very strong to me overall perhaps more so i'm trying to think the last pay-per-view that i like this much i think probably this is definitely my favorite since money in the bank I think was probably my uh, the last one I thought that, that was this solid from start to finish. Uh, but after that, we had the IC title. Uh, and uh, Sami Zayn versus The Miz. Now, this was uh, for control of where the Intercontinental Championship would go. Uh, Matt, what did you think of this in terms of how they ended it with the false bell ring and then The Miz rolling uh, Sami Zayn? It caught me. Um, it, caught, it caught me for sure. Uh, if it shook me, I, I thought that was the finish. Uh, until you peel over there and you see her ringing the bell. Um, I thought it was original. I thought it was different. Um, I would have liked to have seen Zane win, you know, Sammy Zane win. But um, I applaud them for the finish itself as far as being creative and Miz, again, being a chicken shit heel. And that's the only way he can win anything, um, you know. But in the match itself, Miz stepped his game up huge. Miz, his his work in the ring was 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 top notch tonight. Yeah, well, top better than normal. Yeah, Miz was good, but uh, this match, if it was Zayn against Ziggler, you you just got to think it would have been way better. And then they could have held off the title, you know, change until next week. Um, so on that on that front, you know, it, it you know it, it's unfortunate, but the match itself was, you know, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, these guys, uh, you know, Sammy. Definitely carried the match. I thought Miz did great too, and yeah, like you, like you were saying, Matt, the the finish was different. I was so glad they didn't try to do uh, the Montreal, you know, a version of the Montreal screw job, and, and and at least they they found a different way to do it. But um, yeah, I guess if they didn't want any titles changing or going back and forth between brands, this this was this was the way to do it. So it was fine. Now, do you guys think this is going to lead up to, as as we talked about and predicted previously, that Sammy's going to end up going to SmackDown? And do you think perhaps there could be a trade between uh, him and Baron Corbin, given Corbin's involvement in the cruiserweight finish tonight? It could be. That's up to any. That's anybody's guess. You know, we don't know what the future holds, but with those type of decisions, because tomorrow Vince McMahon could come out on Raw and say, "Hey, I'm invoking trade clauses where people can trade each other." Now, you know, we don't know. Um, but I do think somehow, some way, Zane will end up on SmackDown. Yeah, I think he's a better fit for SmackDown. I don't think they'd get take Corbin off of SmackDown. I mean, it's you know Vince has it's clear WWE they they have plans for Baron, and I think and they don't for Sammy, uh, unfortunately. So I think it would be a kind of an uneven trade in that sense. Uh, you know, from a in ring standpoint, you know it's 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 a very one sided deal. But uh, for how they view both of those guys on the pecking order. It's clear they, they have more plans for Corbin. 
Hmm. Yeah, you which is so? even he didn't even have a match tonight. You really think that? And he got pulled off his Survivor Series team match. Yeah, but uh, he still was involved with the finish. You know, he's still very protected. I think he's lost once. You know, since he's okay. he's been on SmackDown. So, um, you know, since the since the brand split. So, yeah, I, I, I don't. I I think them taking him out was just a way to. You know, almost. I almost wonder if it was just a way so they didn't have to beat him and they get Shane. You know, in, in that match. Hmm, that's interesting. Um, I, but I thought uh, to, to what you guys were saying, I thought the Miz, man, the Miz is just having an amazing year, uh, especially like the the you know since WrestleMania. Just I think he's been doing some some fantastic work. I really enjoyed the match, and I think it would be a shame to see that storyline with Sammy end because uh, I think that's fresh, it's different, it doesn't involve the Spirit Squad. Um, you know, Dolph can do something else for a couple episodes, so I hope yeah. they find a way to continue that. Uh, but I to what you guys were saying, I think Ziggler versus Zane would have been a great match. But the thing is, it's like when you have two really likable, earnest guys wrestling each other, I, I don't know that that's as, as easy as a story to tell as with the Miz where there's just so many ways he can cheat, you know, and involve um, Maurice in it to, uh, to uh, give him the finish. So I don't know. Uh, I really liked the match though. I thought it was great and uh, really curious to see where they go from there. Uh, so uh, moving on with it and the show, we had uh, more backstage with Ambrose and AJ Styles. And then we went into the tag elimination match. Um, so, you know, reading off all the teams, if anyone didn't know, we had Enzo and Cass, Primo and Epico, Gallows and Anderson, Sheamus and Cesaro, Kofi Kingston and Big E versus Team SmackDown, which was Slater and Rhino, Tyler Breeze, Fandango, Jimmy Uso, Jay Uso, Zack Ryder, Mojo Raleigh, Jason Jordan, and Chad Gable. So uh, with that was 10 on 10. Um, I believe in that. Yeah. Uh, Fandango. So Brazongo was the first eliminated. But then again, another early elimination for New Day. Uh, kind of, you know, I think uh, throwing everyone a little off. Raj, what did you think of that match? Yeah, you would almost think like New Day's in the doghouse. They haven't won a tag match, uh, you know, since the beginning of October. And, uh, you know, it's like they're going to go break Demolition's record while losing every match along the way, <laughs> you know. So, I, you know, it bugs me. I hate when champions aren't protected more. Uh, there yeah. was, you know, when you're having Raw win, I could see why they wanted the Cesaro and, and Sheamus, but protect the champs and keep them in longer, not, not have them be the first ones out clean. And, you know, just stop having them lose so much if you want those titles to mean something. So, anyway, I, that just didn't make any sense to me. Um, but, you know, uh, Cesaro and Sheamus, I thought, uh, I thought that this match got good at the end when it came down to the Usos versus Cesaro and Sheamus. But until then, it was just, uh, it was just standard by the number stuff. Yeah, Matt. Smacked out of too many people I couldn't care any less about. Um, except for <laughs> you know, except for Gable and Jordan. Um, it, I, I honestly, I, I echo every one of uh, Raj's sentiments. Otherwise, so Mojo and Azuba pants nope. didn't do anything nope. for you. Yeah. Nope, I think he's corny as hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mojo. Uh, man, I, I he, just like to see Zuba's making an appearance. You know, keeping the dream alive of the late eighties. <laughs> <laughs> They're both stylish and comfortable, um, but yeah, you know, I thought the match was was uh, all right. But yeah, it was. It seemed like just too many people with with that many there. Um, and you're absolutely right, Raj. That when it narrowed down, it got a lot better. 
just because they had a more manageable level of people. I thought it was interesting that uh, the Usos remained, whereas American Alpha got eliminated. I thought that was interesting ordering. I mean, American Alpha, it's just, it, are they just hopeless at this point in SmackDown? I mean, what, what do you guys think about their standing? They came in just off such a high from NXT, and it seems like since then they've had nothing. I think just with the lack of teams that they've got to do something with them at some point, you know, who, who else? I mean, Rhino and Slater's running out of steam a little bit. So who else you got? Yeah. Um, I mean, you got the Usos, but they need a, a babyface tag team to work with. So I, I mean, I think you got to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Matt, are you watching SmackDown week in and week out? No, no, I, I catch up at what I can. Yeah, it's it's interesting, but the tag team, I think, tag team division there is really probably the the weak spot. So it'll be interesting if uh, the cruiserweights do end up making their way there, which we'll talk about in a minute what happened tonight, because a big roadblock got tossed up in that way with uh, the cruiserweights staying with Raw. We'll tell you all about that. But first, I want to take a time to welcome back to the show DDP Yoga. DDPY has changed countless lives, and many of the past and current roster have benefited immensely from it. We're talking guys like Jake Roberts, Scott Hall, Chris Jericho, and Mick Foley. Have you seen how how good he looks lately if you've been thinking about taking tr- control of your own health and fitness going into the new year ddp yoga is having its biggest sale ever their black friday sale and it kicks off this tuesday just in time leave it up to ddp to start a black friday on tuesday ddp thinks outside the box black friday on tuesday you got to check it out and when i tell you how crazy ddp is about the holidays most people don't know anyone this crazy but he's got a holiday train going through his house and santa claus figures everywhere so he is simpatico with mick foley i'm not kidding when he's saying that he's got portraits of santa claus and probably over a hundred santa figures throughout his house so this year he decided not only to make it the biggest ddpy sale he's ever offered but he's created one of the craziest black friday videos that i've ever seen and let's just say they somehow convinced jake the snake roberts to be hoisted up in the air in front of a giant green screen we'll have it up on wrestling inc on wednesday and if you've seen a wonderful life you can't miss this for a limited time you can get the ddpy dvds for 25 percent off plus three months of full access to the ddp yoga now app or if you're into digital only you can get just the ddp yoga now app for 25 percent off and the cool thing about their new app is that you can track more than just ddpy By connecting it to a Bluetooth heart rate monitor, you can track your calories and heart rate in real time, whether you're at the gym, on your DDP yoga mat, or even while you're out mowing the lawn. All the fitness tracking features, including pain tracking, measurements, progress photos, and more are completely free in the app. And you can also get 25% off all DDPY swag, t-shirts, hats, mats, heart rate monitors, hats, and autographs. So if you've been on the fence about starting DDPY, this is the best time to get on board. Head on over to ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc. Stop procrastinating and get started now with DDP Yoga. And we thank them for sponsoring the show. So let's talk about these cruiserweights and uh, what happened there. Uh, one uh, postscript quickly to uh, the tag team match, though, uh, just and we'll talk about tomorrow night. But Sheamus and Cesaro are getting their title match against the New Day tomorrow. It'll be interesting to see uh, how the New Day's uh, fortunes fare going into Monday Night Raw. Uh, finally, at this point, with a, with an actual title match with actual stakes, but uh, we did have the cruiserweight title match of Callisto versus the Brian Kendrick, and this was determining where the cruiserweights are going to end up. Uh, big takeaway from this match, I mean, you know, I thought it was it was a fine a little back and forth that they had between the two of them, but uh, winner by DQ, the Brian Kendrick, because Baron Corbin out of nowhere came in, tossed Kendrick around, tossed uh, uh, Callisto around, and uh, it seemed to me like it kind of kind of made the whole match moot. I mean, uh, Matt, what did, what did you think of this in that turn? 
I didn't think it made an ounce of sense other than Corbin coming back and saying, hey, look, I'm getting scratched for time as it is. You think I'm going to share it with a bunch of sawed-off midget piss ants? You got another thing coming, little man. And then pie-faced Daniel Bryan or something like that. But <laughs> he didn't say he'll do any – like, it was just like the hook. It was like nine one one at ECW. You know, that's the way I saw it. And, and, and it's a shame because – Okay, granted, I get it. Brian slows the matches down, but that's his gimmick, and they did a great job with the beginning of of bringing that that, that match up with that promo. Loved that pre-tape with Brian, by the way. I thought that was awesome. Um, but uh, eh, you know, I know people want to see, you know, especially you, Raj. You want to see the 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 the, 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 the cruiserweight stuff, the high flying, exciting, what the cruiserweight division is supposed to be. Um, I, I like that too. Um, but I, I like, you know, Brian's antithesis of it, too, as well. I like him going the opposite end of it. You know, what you do up there, I could do with my with my brain. I like that. Um, but uh, eh, I just think that I think they, they, can, they bastardize the division once again by having someone come in and just literally bend over and take a dump in the middle of the ring on top of that entire division because that's what that was. Yeah, I mean, this Vince does this all the time. And it was just a matter of time before how long, you know, he had a big guy come in and squash the cruiserweights. And, and we're, you know, <laughs> what, I'm, I'm two months in at, at most. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he, he, they do this all the time. And, uh, again, I, you know, what you were saying, Matt, I, I do want it, a, you know, I feel like a cruiserweight match to stand out from the other matches of the show, they got to be a little faster paced and different. And I felt like for the most part, this match was worked like, you know, any other match on the show, but it was, a, but that being said, it was good. But the fact that it's not different enough, I just don't feel like the the fans get into it. And they were just quiet this whole match. I feel like you got to get the title off of uh, Brian Kendrick. I think Brian as a personality is great, but that style, his style isn't doing the division any favors. I feel like you need to have, some really fast-paced, high-flying stuff early on to really establish it as something different. And then you can, you know, incorporate a little more uh, with guys that don't work that style. Because you you look back at WCW with, like, Eddie versus Ray and and those matches and how the crowd would just go nuts for those. And and then you watch this, and it's it just feels dead. And so, and, and you know, Baron Corbin coming in just treating them like, you know, his little, little sisters, you know, little brothers at the end didn't help any. So, um, yeah, I, I think uh, they need to rethink what they're doing right now with this division. Well, what's interesting is, you know, a lot of us um, that, you know, we, we think we know a thing or two, uh, the, the, the smart instinct, we're saying, oh, hey, uh, 205 Live is going to be taping after SmackDown. So, of course, from a logistical mm-hmm. point of view, the Cruiserweights have to go to SmackDown. So not only that finished tonight, but I don't know if you guys caught this, when they aired that promo package for Roadblock, the next Raw-only pay-per-view, Brian Kendrick was in the graphic package uh, called out by name, which makes it seem like, okay, maybe maybe the cruiserweights aren't going anywhere. I mean, logistically, if they're still, I, I guess they could shuttle it back and forth, right? I mean, they're not touring like on separate coasts or anything for uh, the way they're doing the the mapping right now, right? Yeah, I don't, I'm forgetting if they've been even working raw live events. I'll, I'll check that real quick, but um yeah, I mean, if they're not, they could just have the cruiserweights work raw and then SmackDown and the, and the 205 taping. And if they're not working live events, it doesn't really add on to their schedule. So, um, but yeah, it seems like the geography is not that far apart when they're having the SmackDown events the same night as raw events. It seems like it's maybe 200 miles. 
you know, difference between them. So it's not insane. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I give them credit for that, at least going against what a lot of people thought was going to happen tonight. I always like to be surprised. Um, but yeah, it was just it was just a weird end. And Raj, I, I think your point is right that it's just like it's it's you know and matt you too i mean it's just it's like vince mcmahon being like ha this is what i think of the cruiserweights <laughs> take that baron corbin is is the proxy by which i express my opinion um just oh, such a weird weird ending to the match <laughs> so let's uh talk about the traditional elimination uh survivor series elimination match between team smackdown and team raw but i want to take a moment and thank our other sponsor who again is new to the show this week and that is wwe slam crate powered by loot crate now uh slam crate if you don't know hadn't heard about it yet it's a bi-monthly box for the wwe universe and it's loaded with exclusive and authentic collectibles plus apparel like shirts that you can't get anywhere else everything in the box is is handpicked and created by Loot Crate. And each crate contains over $60 in value, which is cool because the, the crates themselves start at $29.95 each plus shipping. And what's cool is they released their first one last month and it had a limited edition Enzo and Cash shirt in it. It had some New Day figurines, some Sasha Banks glasses, a Dean Ambrose belt buckle. It even had a Mitch the Plant uh planter in the box itself so if you're a fan of wwe and wwe merchandise this is a great value it shows up every other month and if you've never subscribed to loot crate before uh, let me tell you it's just so cool to have this little thing that's just for you that comes every other month you know it's like this little present for yourself i highly recommend it or you can get one as a gift if you have a wrestling fan in your life that you just don't know what to get them slam crate is a great great gift for any wrestling fan that is crazy about the wwe so here's what i want you to do head on over to lootcratecom slash wrestling inc and we've got a deal for you where you could save three dollars off your first box again that's lootcratecom slash wrestling inc and you're going to save three dollars when you sign up and use the coupon code wrestling inc that's lootcratecom slash wrestling inc slam crate powered by loot crate and we thank them for sponsoring the show so let's talk about the traditional uh, Survivor Series match. So this went on for, uh, God, was it over an hour, an hour? Did you clock this, Rosh? I didn't clock it, but yeah, it was over an hour. So it's got to be the longest uh, non-Royal Rumble, uh, non-Marathon match. I mean, non-Iron Man match. It might have even been longer than the Iron Man matches. But yeah, it's, gotta, it's one of the longest. It's definitely the longest Survivor Series match in, in history. So yeah. yeah. I, I mean, because you looked at the clock. It was like, you got two hours for two matches and you knew Lesnar and Goldberg was going to be short, but not that short, but uh, yeah, it, uh, it, they, they went, they took their time. I was not bored for even a minute. It, it really, they told so many stories throughout this match, uh, but I want to hear what you guys think. We had team SmackDown, Shane McMahon, Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton, Dean Ambrose, and AJ Styles with SmackDown live mascot, James Ellsworth versus team raw Braun Strowman, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Chris Jericho, and Kevin Owens. Uh, Matt, to start with, just your big picture thoughts on the match. Ugh, what do you, this thing was all over the place, you know? There's so much to really sink your teeth into. Um, I mean, if, let's start at the beginning. Um, I love that they started off with the two champs. Um, I think it was very obvious Kevin Owens has a better feel. It don't say, well, because he's in Canada. He's like this every week. <laughs> He, he's, he's gotten a better feel for the audience now um, and being comfortable in front of them and ad-libbing in front of them more so than AJ does, in my opinion, um, with his character. Um, 
he looked more comfortable to me than AJ did when, when the chants were going on and things like that. Um, he did the little subtleties. Again, Jericho was really trying to get in there and start right away. And Kevin, like, shoot, pulled him into him and stole a hug. Like, little things like that he's doing that are just showing he's he's just very comfortable now. Um, um, he's, he's at the top, so that's where I'm, st- that's where I'm starting with him. Um, the match itself, I mean, guys, you guys can go through each and every one and, and ask me, and I'll tell you my opinion. Um, but there was a lot of good square-ups, uh, a lot of good uh, – the, the entire match was awesome. I, I just thought it was too long at times. Like, Shane McMahon goes to a table – you know, goes through the announce table, and instead of letting the holy shit chant, you know, that your, you know, CEO son just went through for you guys, <laughs> for, you know, um, Roman Reigns and whoever else, Seth Rollins, runs and steals that pop away just to do a double down two seconds later. Like, like it, little you, you like mean that. AJ Styles? Are you talking about when they did the shield power bomb on AJ? No, I'm talking about when, yeah. um, no. Right after Seth. No, 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 Matt, you're right. Right after Seth hit, then, yeah, boom. It was like they panned the camera around and Seth uh, hit that. Shane went through, did the elbow drop, you know, through the... Oh, right, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, no, it was right and, after that. They did another move. They didn't... And, and, and no, it was just, you see them running right by the camera. Roman yeah. Reigns and whoever the hell it was, I think it was Seth, they ran right by the camera, and then everybody was all down. They missed whatever the hell it was. Maybe that was a triple power bomb. I don't know. But I know it stepped all over that pop, and it stopped the holy shit chant. <laughs> like I'm not saying it has to keep going, but that's that's your CEO son. That's the one that shut everyone stay the hell down for. Um, but there's not much really for me to pick apart, you know. I thought it was entertaining, you know. How how serious did you think Shane was hurt after that spear? Oh my god, the spear! I think he was hurt from the ta- way way earlier on than that. Yeah. I think from something simple as uh braun Strowman, or i think it was Strowman, t- t- took him and just head bonked him in the top turnbuckle and, and, and shane like that's your neck and you could tell like he shoot tried to do it to shane and shane like kind of like went limp for a second there i thought early on shane looked hurt yeah and then, and then after that it looks it looks scary there for a minute um oh if he was selling he's the best seller i mean he looked legitimately just out of it you know like what's my name where am i what day of the week is it uh yeah i mean everything except cuckoo birds flying around his head you know uh, with uh, Mm -hmm. swirl patterns there uh but yo he looked kind of punch drunk from uh pretty early on in the match so i was amazed that he had so many spots after that me too yeah it looked like he he suffered a I mean, we'll have to see. I, I don't know if he got a concussion or something, but he was definitely uh, he's definitely out of it. And, you know, the, the referee, you know, sh- Shane's shoulder was up and you could tell that was supposed to be his elimination. Like Reigns getting yeah. the pin. The ref yeah. didn't even count three before they, you know, brought people in. But uh, yeah, Shane's, you know, he's what, 48, 49. Uh, he really needs to kind of watch what he's doing, you know, and, and doing those kind of crazy spots. Uh you know, it's just pretty dangerous. So, um, yeah, I don't know. But, you know, uh, it, it was clear also in this match that they're really protecting Braun Strowman. I mean, they made him look, you know, like a million bucks. And and his elimination, you know, was a fluke. Ellsworth <laughs> holding onto his leg. And then he just destroyed Ellsworth. <laughs> you know, he got the pin on Dean Ambrose. Uh, so it's clear they got big plans for him. I don't know if they do a Raw versus SmackDown match with him at Mania, if that's what they're leading to with mm. someone like uh, – Taker or Cena or someone like that, but or it could be or or Lesnar. I don't know. Hey, Warner, Ellsworth's under it, contract now. You know, Ellsworth's One thing to keep in mind, guys: anytime there's a multi-man match, go back in time. 
the big guy always gets featured because there's multiple targets to feed him and make him look un- indestructible. Like you can go back and watch any big any big guy if he's the only, the lone big man on his team, if you will. That's their that's their high spot. You know, that's our high spot, if you will. And I know he looked like a vicious monster and all that, but I'm I don't know if that means that they have WrestleMania plans for him. I don't want to say that yet. Um, versus Taker, hell, come on. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I, I wouldn't do it. That. But, right. Yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't do it, but uh, it, it it you know they 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 made him look like a million bucks. You know, one thing that was clear too is the the three most over guys to the crowd were were all heels. You know, it was Jericho, mm-hmm. uh, AJ Styles, and, and Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. Uh, the baby faces they were chanting uh, stupid idiot at Dean Ambrose they're you know booing Reigns every time he was in there mm-hmm. uh, they even cheered you know the Wyatts at the end so uh, it was definitely a heel crowd for this match at least yeah you know it's interesting one thing in the comments uh, Big Tuna 212 is pointing this out and I noticed it also did you guys notice that uh, that Randy went over and talked to Shane's son and wife after after they took him out of there no I didn't see no. Yeah, yeah, they panned it over, and he, I mean, you can see there's someone was posting screen grabs online, but you could see clearly that uh, he was just, I guess, giving them an update, consoling them something, uh, but there was definite communication with them uh, after after Shane was uh, carried out of out of the ring. Um, no, I just I thought that whole match, I thought everything, uh, even involving the actual list of Jericho in the match uh, as as a weapon, and that being the DQ, there were there was so much, so much that happened in there, and uh, I have to say, I mean, yeah, it was just it was a long match, but I think it's just it was phenomenal from, from start to finish you know it it, it, it's like you said you, you definitely didn't uh, get bored i mean they did enough uh you know uh, enough tricks to keep you entertained the whole match the shield power bomb was a pretty oh, yeah. cool spot when dean ambrose came back uh you know you kind of felt like that that was where they were headed but you know the crowd popped anyway and they were they were booing dean when he came, first came down but you know they popped for that spot so that was that was pretty cool and uh the ending, JBL botching the ending. Did you catch that? He's like, raw wins, raw wins. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he forgot what brand he was, uh, he was on there for a second. Yeah. yeah. It was nice to see Bray uh, pinning Roman. And even the way they did that interplay with the RKO assist and then Randy just rolling out of there, you know, to, uh, to give it to Bray, I thought was great. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, you know, I would have rather had it be AJ and Dean, and that way you protect that title match a little uh, instead of both those guys getting pinned. But you know, they did what they did, and uh, I, it was a good match. It was, I think, it was the best thing on the show. Yeah, and uh, I think th- this proved this was demonstrable uh, proof at an hour 15, which someone in the comments mentioned this match went, is uh, why do wrestlers wet their hair? Well, look at Seth Rollins' hair towards the end when it was drying under the lights and getting all frizzy there, you know? Uh, you could really tell that the match was so long that, uh, yeah, he was starting to get, you know, a bit of poof there. Um, but no, all in all, I thought it was uh, just really, really entertaining, really solid, and made the Goldberg versus Lesnar match so much more anticlimactic. Because I don't know about the both of you, but I was like, okay, now I'm strapped in, man. We got, you know, a good hour-long match for this year. I knew their entrances were going to be long. But, Matt, you were mentioning, like, you just stepped outside for a minute and we're like, what? It's over? <laughs> yeah, I stepped outside. Um, I have, like, a sliding glass door out into my, my deck area. And I was watching it through that, you know, like, the entrance. And I swear to you, I had to pick up, like, one thing, you know, that was, like, 50 pounds. And I had a, it was a box I had to bring inside. And... I swear I turned around and that thing was over. I, 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 you know, I came back to the door. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Now, you got to wonder. Yeah, I mean, we figured it was going to be short because, uh, you know, he was, he was winded 
Goldberg was winded coming out doing his promo on Raw. <laughs> uh, but he did say he tweaked his, you know, he tweaked his shoulder on Raw last week. So I don't know if it was originally supposed to be longer and then they went shorter uh, or what. Uh, the puzzling thing to me, and like I said, the the odds makers, uh, when the. Oh, Raj is frozen for me. Is he yeah. frozen for you, man? Yeah, he's frozen. Okay, we'll see when he comes back. Um, but yeah, I think uh, there was probably, you know, it had to have been something external from, you know, external yeah. uh, circumstances that dictated that. It, it was going to work out for the best anyway. I wouldn't have let him, I still would have had Brock destroy him regardless <laughs> because he's your cash cow. He's the one you have more money in. He's the one that you're going to do more with. You know what I mean? Goldberg is Goldberg. Don't get me wrong, but I just think Brock is worth more to them. Yeah. I mean, do you just think this is Brock just not caring the fact that he went along with this? No. 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 They're good friends, though. I'll give them that. Um, But not that good friends. Yeah. I mean, it's just interesting. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, now we can hear you. Yeah. What were you saying about the odds makers, Rush? Yeah. So the odds came out uh, this afternoon. So, you know, the odds makers, they're usually right for all the matches. You know, someone leaks the results. And and they were, you know, right for this one. And, uh, yeah, so when – Goldberg, when it came out that he was a favorite, I figured, you know, there that he's agreed to do another match at least. Because do you have Lesnar lose like that to a guy that's not going to wrestle again? Yep, exactly. That's exactly right. Yep, you have more money tied up in Brock. You have a lot more money tied up in Brock for fifteen, twenty more years, as far as his his um, his character, his persona, and the video games. Um, you know, the the history book of WWE, if you will. You know what I mean? Goldberg is Goldberg. He's a Hall of Fame. You know, he, he's the man. I get that. But you just have more money, more equity into Brock. Do you think um, if they went, if they did it the other way, like did a real short match, but Brock With just Brock. squashed Goldberg, you think that would have been worse than, than what they did here? <sighs> no. Because I think it would have been predictable. People would have went home like, eh, I saw that coming. Like, you know, I, I think it would be more predictable. That, this, that would be the people's reaction would be. I'm sorry. No, this was such a marquee match, though. I mean, my first thought seeing this was, man, you know, because we talked about this before, why this was brilliant booking, because it brings in a lot of lapsed fans who haven't paid attention to the WWE, that no Brock Lesnar, that no Goldberg, right. or like, I really want to see this match. It was a huge promotional selling point of this. I mean, you know, even you were saying, Raj, like this was the main thing they were saying with Fantasy Warfare just got real, talking about the video game, having Brock talking trash, all this buildup. And I don't care who wins or loses, but if that's the match I'm interested in and it's over in two minutes, Here's- like... Here's why. Okay, then here's here here's here's towards your point. Yeah. Those fans that used to watch Goldberg used to watch Goldberg win in 15 seconds. That's why we yeah. all had hard ons for him and loved him and thought he was a man. Okay, <laughs> but now if they tune in and they saw. Uh, I'm not gonna say out of shape Goldberg because he's in shape, but not as jacked Goldberg. Oh yeah. Struggling, huffing and puffing with a gray beard. Um, it's not the same thing, and we lose those those mainstream fans that try to come back for one night and watch this match. So instead, you give them this. That's another, Maybe that's another thing, another reason they did it. I don't know, because that's the Goldberg people used to pay to see. 15 seconds, in and out. I ain't paid by the hour, folks, and I'm still a bad mother. You know what? You think this is leading to a rematch? A, a has to. Rumble or WrestleMania? Oh, yeah. It absolutely has to. Yeah, or else, I mean, or else this will be one of the, those crazy footnotes of just yes. can't believe that they did this. Like, I mean, right. 
I don't think they spend the money or make the investment just for this. Um, but in fairness, with Goldberg being winded, I mean that is a really long walk during his entrance. I thought, but I thought Goldberg looked in great shape once he was out. I mean, not outside of You're the saying for his age though, and yeah. that's what we're talking. We're talking about fans coming back and watching that haven't watched is what Glenn was saying. And we're trying to – those are the ones that try to tune in again. I'm telling you, they wouldn't be impressed with a 20-minute Goldberg-Bronk match. Yeah. They'd be impressed with, oh, my God, he just whipped the crap out of the UFC champion. Like, that's Goldberg. That's a Goldberg. I used to, that's when wrestling was great. I used to love wrestling. And they all these, all these stories of why they used to love wrestling. You know, but – Yeah, some people are saying the match was 51 seconds. I don't – yeah. I would buy that. I, I yeah. wouldn't discredit that. I yeah. bent over, picked up a box, walked it 20 <laughs> yards, and that crap was over. Well, that must be from the first contact because they, they did have a little stare down and stuff at, at first. If you if you count all that as part of the as part of the match, but um, yeah, it's just uh, it, it's got to be a it's got to be a rematch. You would think, otherwise, it makes absolutely no sense. You had Lesnar his last match; he just killed Randy Orton, one of their top baby his last televised match. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, one of their top baby faces just destroyed him, and then to have him just look so ineffective. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's unfortunate that they built, you know, talking about the equity and building in someone and that Goldberg gets that rub. It, it, so anyway, as long as it re- leads to a rematch, I guess it all works out. Yes. And at 50, uh, 50 something seconds, not even uh, in the top 10 of shortest WWE pay-per-view matches. Thanks, Glenn. <laughs> well, I had to had to check, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, just I don't know. I would, I, I see what you're saying, Matt. That if I was tuning in just for Goldberg, that yes, this was nostalgia personified. So I mean, that's cool. But uh, yeah, if this doesn't set up something else, then I mean, I don't know. I, and I don't today's know. fan don't want to see that. I'm telling you guys, today's yeah. fan don't want to see Goldberg Brock go 20 minutes. They might see they they might say they do. Five minutes in, they're gonna chant, "This is boring." You have my word on it. All right, but you could have them go five minutes. You know, have them yes. ball a little bit on the outside and, and then get back in. And, you know, you, you definitely don't need it to be long, but you, you didn't, you know, hopefully this is all part of a storyline. It is. And there's a, yeah. it know, definitely is. a there's method no way to the madness. But I think no a lot way. of people are, are I, I don't know if disappointed is the right word, shocked, um, but uh, it, it, it got a huge response. I'll tell you that. Yeah, no, I even liked Heyman's reaction. It was great seeing him. Uh, freaking out during it um so raj you you know this behind the scenes what's the timeline to this because i mean we first started hearing about it in early october meaning like seven weeks but how long do you think goldberg has known he had to get himself back in fighting shape well tmz they first reported about goldberg negotiating with wwe for a return i think that was in september but uh when they announced it it, it was like shortly after the deal was done so yeah. um he didn't have much time. And I think, uh, you know, with the rematch, he, he, he works on his cardio, um, you know, spends more time in the ring. Uh, I, I think it, it could be, you know, very different. Yeah. That, I mean, that was my thought was that they did this because he needs a greater period of time to work up to being able to go, you know, for even a 10 minute match at, at his age and with the shape he's in. And again, he, he, he got hurt on raw this past Monday night. So that could have, uh, that could have had something to do with it too. Yeah. Now, Matt, I know we've discussed this theoretically time and time again uh, in regards to people speculating uh, about you, but if you felt like you were going to go back in the ring, what, I mean, now obviously, dude, you're jacked. I mean, you're in great shape, but what would you feel like just from a cardio point of view going from whatever you're doing currently to like prepare for a return? It'd be very difficult. 
It'd yeah. be very difficult. Um, because I'm big and tall, I can work slow, you know, and kind of make the guy, other guy go at my pace. But it still would be like getting through a freaking war as far as my you know breathing goes and cardio goes. Um, the only way to do wrestling cardio is to wrestle it. You can't do anything in the gym to that compares to it. Um, but yeah, it would be tough. It would be tough. Um, I would need. I always say I need like two times in the ring before I can go out and wrestle, like a, you know, have a match. Um, if I've been out for an extended period of time. Yeah. Um, you know, You've not but, been away for twelve years, like Goldberg. Yeah, has. exactly. Okay. I couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe by the Rumble, and he's got oh, no. you know like nine years on you. So uh, yeah, I, I could think maybe by the Rumble he'll be able to go a little longer than that. But I think that that's probably the most likely reason for it. But I think uh, to what you guys were talking about, people being disappointed, it all depends on how they play it tomorrow night. You know, yeah. it's like they either turn this into the start of something brilliant or they mm-hmm. just muddle it and everyone's confused and pissed off. Matt, you don't think this was a case of Goldberg saying, hey, if I come back, I'll come no. back, but I win. You no. don't think it was something like that, right? No. You can't be Brock. Brock just leaves places if he doesn't like things. No. Yeah. No. Um, and another thing, and after what you saw tonight, I, and they, if they do go with a rematch, and I, you know what? I honestly would not be surprised if this was it, if Goldberg is not doing another match, and they're just <laughs> like, oh, we just want to make the fans happy, and we'll just have Brock going crazy after this. Uh, I would not be surprised. How many times did WWE yeah. do something that makes no sense? You're like, well, this will make sense later, and it never does. You know, It happens all the time. I have so, that fear. I do have that fear. Yeah, so I would not be surprised if that was Goldberg's last match. But <sighs> if they do do a rematch, uh, are you excited? Does that excite you in any way? Superhero, like comic book wise, yes. Like because that's what that was. That was just like you know, you got Zilla versus King Kong almost like, and it ended in you know fifty-one seconds. Um, I'd like to see Brock get his back, you know, at, at whatever pay per view that would be. Um, I just don't know if I want to see them go more than ten minutes, you know. But that's the thing. I mean, we talked about it before, and I think it's the problem it, with. I'm sorry, sorry. Matt, finish. Then you lose all that. You lose the yeah. superhero part of it. Goldberg has to stay down and sell. You start to lose a little bit of that stuff. But I think that's the thing, kind of like Reigns versus Rollins or Cena versus Styles, is you get these guys that you've built so huge, and it has to be a Batman. It's like the movie Batman versus Superman. You don't go and see that, and it's like, oh, yeah, they said it all in five minutes. It's like you want a half-hour superpower showdown you know, to, to really prove once and for all who's best. So I think they have to be able to do something. I mean, I'm not saying they have to go that long, but I think, yeah, even 10 minutes with some interplay, if they want really to really uh, to mix it up and have it be credible. Yeah. And yeah. And guys, if anyone missed that match, you can go to wrestlinginc.com now it's, it's up on the site and uh, <laughs> they just didn't put the, the jackhammer, but Pretty much the rest of the match is all there. So yeah, the, the match could watch. go on Vine. That's how short it was. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. So you can go there now and watch it in case you uh, in case you missed it. Um, well, I have to say, I thought overall tonight was solid. I really enjoyed it, uh, especially coming on the heels of Takeover last night. Uh, and I'm curious to know just sort of your final thoughts about tonight, Matt, and then also to know uh, if you watched Takeover and uh, we could discuss that. Yeah. Tonight's thoughts, I thought I thought I give tonight's uh, again a seven and a half, lower eight. You know, eight eight. I liked it. I liked the pay per view from top to bottom for the most part. I did. Um, takeover, love takeover. I like takeover better. 
again, I, I just did. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I feel like more often than not, uh, actually, I actually on pretty much every time now when they've done the uh, NXT takeover the same weekend as a pay per view, I feel like the takeover specials have been better. Uh, yeah. You know, even WrestleMania, WrestleMania always has its own thing because it's in a stadium and everything. But from an in-ring perspective, I thought TakeOver was better then. Uh, SummerSlam weekend, same thing. And, and tonight, so it's like 3-0 and this year. It's because yeah. there's not a TakeOver every two weeks now, the pace mm-hmm. we're at with the WWE pay-per-views. They're special. Yeah, you know? that it's... revival match was so awesome. Yeah. That was and, – and Nakamura versus Samoa Joe. Um you know, they got the NXT tour in Japan coming up, so I'm guessing that they might switch the titles back there. But do you think this means that uh, Samoa Joe is not coming back to the main, you know, coming up to the main roster anytime soon? Or will they just wait till after the Japan show and then uh, just then bring him back? Uh, that's a good question. I know that they've got to get him up there. He's not getting any younger. Um, Nakamura as well. Um, the, the, their bump card is pretty high. Both both guys, they both have got to get on TV. But I, 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 who's to know what they're going to do with them, though? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, they're struggling to get these guys. Get guys. We, we complain every week that they're. Why aren't they doing this with Zayn? Why aren't they doing this with this guy? At one time, those guys were humongous stars at NXT that we thought were shoe ins. Yeah. You know, one time we were pissed about Kevin Owens. I know I was. Um, until they finally, you know, had him win the title and stuff. Yeah. Well, they, you know, they have, they've switched titles at live events before. So uh, the the NXT event in Japan is uh, December 3rd. It's uh, Nakamura versus Samoa in a steel cage. So, Oh, Nakamura's yeah. definitely going to win the title there. There's no question. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were asking about getting called up. Yeah, that, well, I was. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Rumble weekend, they got to do something. But but with NXT, and that was the thing last night. Is I so I haven't watched NXT in maybe five weeks, and I have to say, Takeover last night was very strong, very good show, and they do an amazing job with Takeover of bringing you up to speed on everything. I think their video packages are actually even better than the main roster packages to invest you in a story and invest you in the stakes for each wrestler. Um, I thought, man, Bobby Roode that entrance managed somehow to top what he did at SummerSlam. Um, in fact, I thought that stepped on and overshadowed even what they did with Shinsuke at the end of the night uh, with having all the violinists there in the ring. Um, but, but man, the one I really feel for coming out of it, though, was, man, Ty Dillinger. So what <laughs> – but you know what I mean? I'm so granted it was Canada. He's Canadian, majorly over with the crowd there. But, I mean, this is a guy, you know, as, and they made that the crux of his story, similar to like they did with Dolph. Now, this wasn't a career-ending match, but they really sold his rich history and legacy, um, you know, of, of uh, a legacy of uh, not – I don't want to say not succeeding, but of not, you know, ascending. Um, within the WWE. And so it's like at this point, I mean, I don't know. This is, this is like his latest resurgence, right? Because he hadn't, yeah. he'd really been sort of jobbing for, for quite a while on NXT. And uh, this just sort of mm. continues that. Well, his, his, his character, I'd say, since he's on the Perfect Ten, has been incredibly over. Yeah. Um, everywhere they've gone, not just in Florida. Um, but you heard it tonight. Yeah. <laughs> ten on every damn count. There's no way people can't in the back can't hear that and respond to it one way or the other. Whether they think it's silly or not, I don't care. It's a reaction. Um, but I, I, I don't, it's not like he's not going somewhere. It's not like he's going to be cut or something. He will be brought up eventually. I mean, I feel I felt like everyone on the NXT Takeover show should probably be on the main roster. I mean, Mickey. Yeah, James, they will, yeah. You know, Mickey James had a great match. I thought she looked great. Um, Oscar, yeah. obviously, always. Um, 
So I, you know, I think uh, really they all should be there. So, uh, but that's the question though. So forget that for a second. So let's say in a perfect world, they are called up who else in NXT should have been on takeover. Who is there with the exception of Ember Moon and um, yeah, really Ember Moon, <laughs> who, else, who, you know, and uh, No Way Jose and CN. I mean, can you fill a takeover with people that were not on takeover last night? Uh, not really. I mean, that's no. the thing. That's the double-edged sword with NXT is if you take out the guys that are, I mean, oh, by the way, I, I take that back. Authors of Pain are not ready for the main roster, but yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, you take out the guys that are ready for yeah. the main roster, and it's it's a tough sell. You're you're you know the NXT brand's not going to be as hot, but the main roster needs it more than NXT because that's the driving factor for you know their, all their revenue, TV ratings, pay per view, everything. So, um, it's yeah, it's a double edged sword. Yeah, I gotta say one thing about that uh, Authors of Pain match with TM61. I love that the cage dangling thing looked just like the Mattel Crash Cage playset. Like literally, they just gave it to a set designer and said, "Base it on this." I don't know if you saw that Triple H actually tweeted a photo of the two. I mean, it's it's identical. I think it's clear that you know WWE did that feature on the 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 Lost Battle of Atlanta or the Last Battle Battle of Atlanta, and, and they found that match and decided to do that because <laughs> that cage step made no sense. I mean, they never do that, so you know to automatically do that just uh, it was a, a bit much, but. Yeah. Cool. So I have to say, uh, Survivor Series Takeover, uh, both I thought you know were very solid. And with Survivor Series, here we are on a Sunday night after a pay per view, and I'm I'm looking forward to Monday Night Raw tomorrow night. I want to see where this goes next. Yeah, a lot of people complaining about it, you know, ending early. But man, it's great for us. Usually we're starting around this time, right? Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah. No, I was stoked with that. I was like, oh, cool. Going to be able to watch Westworld time. tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, what do you think? What do you think of Survivor Series? I I thought it was good. I gave it an eight. Well, all right. I I, I thought it, I I I agree. I didn't think it was bad. I thought it was too long. You don't need a two hour kickoff show. But uh, uh, you know, once the main card started, it was a three and a half hour show, and I thought it uh, it did what it was what it was meant to do. Lesnar and Goldberg it got you talking as much as it wasn't a classic match or anything like that. But it, it definitely got people uh, people mm-hmm. talking. So hopefully, hopefully they got a great idea to follow up, and and they got they're going to take it somewhere. Yeah, we'll see. Well, uh, we'll be back tomorrow night after Monday Night Raw ends to talk about the fallout from Survivor Series. So be sure to join us back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast for that. Before we go, Matt, anything you want to plug? Um, no, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> follow him on Twitter, everyone. BP Matt Morgan uh, and Raj. Uh, everyone should stay tuned to the Wrestling Inc. site. I'm sure uh, any minute now you'll have stories about what's going on with Shane McMahon, how he is after the match, uh, backstage, what's up with Nikki Bella, and uh, any other uh, inside gossip about the Lesnar Goldberg match. So people should yeah. stay tuned there. Yep, check out the site all week. Cool. So thanks to you, everyone, for tuning in. If you like us, uh, subscribe, like us on uh, iTunes, give us a rating. And uh, again, be sure to check out our sponsors, DDP Yoga at ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc and slam crate powered by loot crate at lootcrate.com slash wrestling inc. And until next time, I'm Glenn Rubenstein, and I'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.
Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.